This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The BFM Breakfast Grill, connecting you to the top people and ideas. Powered by U-Mobile. 5G makes business sense. BFM 89.9, this is The Breakfast Grill. I'm Keith Kam. Signify Malaysia is the new name for Philips Lighting. Well, it's not exactly new. This happened in 2018. But with a brand as strong as Philips, I guess it does take some getting used to. Signify is in the business of lighting up our lives, not just literally, but in all aspects, including improving the way we go about our day to how we conduct business and, of course, helping countries progress. In the studio with me this morning is Sukanto Aich. He is the CEO. CEO of Signify Malaysia since September 2021. Welcome to BFM, Sukanto. Thanks, Keith. Thanks for having me over. It's a pleasure talking to you. Sukanto, you started work here just as Malaysia was ending its total lockdown period, the FMCO. What were you faced with going into the job? Must have been quite daunting for you. So I think the same challenges that are there globally was, of course, impacting our industry as a whole, mm-hmm. our business globally, and more so in Malaysia, right? So, of course, you know, there was, uh, we are a European company, so the energy crisis in Europe was definitely having a lot of impact on our business globally. But the other challenges of spiraling inflation uh, was also there in, as much in Malaysia. There are these climate change issues which has been talked about globally, and every country, every economy is facing through this. So these are some of the challenges which are part global, part local that confronted me when I came in and took over the operations for Signify Malaysia. What was unique about what you saw in Malaysia coming into the job? So Malaysia uh, has been one of the leading economies in the Southeast Asia region. And I was very happy to be here to Mm -hmm. be part of this journey. Uh, We, of course, also had a change of government uh, last year. And now the government has announced the Madani framework, which is aimed at making Malaysia the leading economy, at least in the Asia-Pacific region. And we have been working with multiple stakeholders in the Malaysia market to see how we could contribute our bit to the framework. And, you know, if you look at Madani, Madani is also an acronym, right? So the M actually starts for the Malay word for sustainability. Right. Right. Yeah. So I think... Even in the, uh, after the budget announcements, even in the 10th, I think, Asia-Pacific Forum on Sustainable Development, our Honorable Minister from the Ministry of Local Government Development reiterated Malaysia's stand uh, in terms of commitment to achieve the 17 sustainability development goals that we have and to make Malaysia a sustainable nation by 2030. For sure, energy efficiency, sustainability is basically the key word to this economy, Madani, and we will get into that a little bit later. But uh, I want to go back a little bit. When we spoke to your predecessor, Alok Ghosh, in January 2020, little did we know that the world would drastically change (laughs) eight weeks after that conversation. Um, How was Signify's business impacted during this period where factories were forced to shutter? I think you guys registered a loss for FY 2020, but are things back to normal now? No, so we have, uh, I think there are advantages and disadvantages of being a global conglomerate. Uh, I think even this year, uh, when we started our financial guidance to the market, we did uh, take into cognizance that the even 2023 is going to be a volatile year. Okay. And as you said, in the last five years, we saw some dynamic shifts happening in the marketplace, right? So yes, we say that we are 
in I think the cliched word is a VUCA world, volatile, uncertain, complex, and yeah. ambiguity world. But we have we believe the A in VUCA doesn't have to be ambiguity. It is about agility, the agility to navigate these complexities that are arising and identify opportunities. So what we did is yes, there were headwinds in the short run, but we use these challenges to identify opportunities and invest in the right direction so that we are back on a growth trajectory. We have invested in both organic and inorganic growth. And last year, we reported close to 7.5 billion in sales globally. This is, of course, Euro, because we are a Netherlands-based company. Yes. I think the ringgit to uh, Euro conversion is about five. So if you just convert into ringgit, it's about 22.5 billion uh, Euro in sales. And we had both comparative sales growth as well as a nominal sales growth which also includes some of the investments we made in the interim period. One thing that I picked up from uh, Alok and I think he was a bit um, it was a bit of a premonition from him because he was talking about cost-cutting measures that was being implemented on the Signify side in, in Malaysia and indeed I think in the region as well uh, and that was pre-COVID. How are you guys managing costs today? No, I think it's uh, you know um, about investing in the right places versus cost cutting. Keith, I wouldn't use the word cost cutting. Just to tell you, while most businesses faced headwind in yeah. the last two years, as you mentioned, since I have been here, the strength in our Signify Malaysia office has grown by more than 20%. Okay. So we are identifying the right strategic areas and making relevant investments to ensure that we are able to deliver differentiated products to our customers the way they want it, help them save energy, help them save cost, but at the same time also add to the sustainability part. Could you give us an idea of what sort of strategic investments you are putting money in in Malaysia? So as I was mentioning, in Malaysia, we work with different stakeholders. First, as I said, we are working with a lot of agencies who are driving the sustainability agenda. We are a Dutch company, as I mentioned. Yeah. So we are part of the Malaysia Dutch Business Council, uh, who works with various government agencies. We are working with organizations like InvestCale, with Green Building Council Malaysia, to help support this initiative to drive Malaysia to become a sustainable nation. We have been here actually as Philips and Signify since 1930. Exactly, yeah. And we work, for example, with, uh, let's say, a lot of Malaysia businesses who provide services and value adds to our customers in Malaysia. We in Signify Malaysia is like a digital hub. We have digital professionals who are collaborating with other teams globally mm -hmm. and supporting the business, just not in Malaysia, but also in other Asian countries. We have manufacturing partners here who are creating a manufacturing a portfolio of products which are sold not only in the Malaysia market, but also in some of our global market. You mentioned manufacturing partners. Does that mean that you guys don't have a manufacturing facility in Malaysia? In Malaysia, we do not have our own manufacturing facility. It's a co-partnership. The way the partnership works is the design and the components, etc. is supplied by us and the product is manufactured in Malaysia. We also have a requirement for some of the government buying for local for local manufactured products. Okay. So we make those here. And as I said, we also manufacture some of those global portfolios based out of Malaysia. Well, what is the reason for that? Because I do remember you guys had a manufacturing facility along Jalan University in PJ. And if I'm not wrong, I think it was around the 70s or 80s. Yeah, so I think, you know, from the 70s to 80s, I think our yeah. industry has gone through a tectonic shift, of course. For sure. Uh, even in the last 10 years, if you see, 
you know we have our businesses what we call conventional products you know these are the fluorescent tubes that you use at home or some of the sonti lamps that you see installed or the hid lamps etc if i go back 10 years keith you look at our 2012 global revenues right 80% plus of that revenue came from this product right today less than 20% comes from this portfolio so as the world went into led based lighting manufacturing i think the whole landscape in terms of manufacturing capabilities changed our investments and our partnering with this manufacturing setups took a different global footprint So yeah from 70 to 80s things have changed. Where's the business coming in for you guys these days in Malaysia consumers government industries where's it coming from mostly? Uh so we have broadly our go to market is in two uh channels one is what we call the B2C as you said the consumer business mm-hmm. which is typically a retail distribution business so if Keith wants to buy a lamp for his house he will go to the nearest retail outlets and we need to ensure the distribution through that part of it and the other is the b2b business which is not just government but also selling to a lot of private offices industries retail and hospitality currently our re- revenues are broadly 60 40 60% coming from the consumer segment and 40% coming from the b2b segment alok did tell us that malaysia is signifies hq for asean for your operations in asean uh, he was citing government policy At that time it was the one led by Dr Mahathir Mohamad before he was ousted it was with the industry forward initiative has anything changed in signify strategy here i mean we've had four prime ministers since then no i think uh, let's talk about the latest framework right of course uh, i think in every country every nation policies evolve mm-hmm. but i think the madani framework that is being launched now by the government is clearly progressive in nature is focused as i said on making malaysia sustainable nations and there are clearly defined goals out there so as i said we are looking for opportunities and i did mention about the partnering that we are doing with local agencies to be able to work within that framework and support that framework to succeed in that space what kind of investment does signify set aside for malaysia if you are able to to review and you know perhaps an idea of what you're planning on spending here in to show the commitment no so i think uh, as i said the investments uh, are more global in nature for us because like i said the investment could be made in a particular market but not to serve just that country or that market it could be serving a larger global footprint so of course the investments we are aligned to our global strategies so which has a lot of investments around for example climate actions that i talked about you know uh, recyclable products which we have uh, what we call our brighter lives revenue from things like food security uh, related solutions so yes we are making investments as i said we have a manufacturing partner here we are increasing our digital workforce in malaysia so these are investments which are happening in the malaysia market kit On the breakfast grill this morning we are talking to Sukanto Aich the CEO of Signify Malaysia on the other side of the break we find out about the challenges of creating something so long lasting that it redefines what consumables are BFM 89.9 You are listening to the breakfast grill brought to you by U Mobile 5G makes business sense 
Welcome back. This is The Breakfast Grill on BFM 89.9. This morning, we have in the studio Sukanto Aich, the CEO of Signify Malaysia, a company that has been at the forefront of the lighting industry worldwide with the largest connected lights network. Signify is by far one of the leaders in LED lighting, and LED lighting can reduce energy consumption by up to 75% compared to its conventional counterparts. Not to mention having them last longer. I mean, Sukanto, the, the LEDs I installed in my place in 2005 are still good and running. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, having said that, you guys have spent a significant amount on R&D, I assume. Now customers no longer need to replace bulbs as frequently. How are you guys planning on sticking around for the longer term? No, so uh, good question and uh, thanks for the support of installing LEDs so early. So as I mentioned, the industry went through this transformation from conventional to LED. Mm -hmm. A large part of the industry did move toward commoditizing the LED light fixtures, right? But we identified that the customers will need more, what should I say, connected, smart lighting systems and services. And we decided to invest in that. So like, you know, you mentioned the opportunities that are there and where will the growth come from? I think the growth will come from by using technology and innovation for what we call growth for sustainability. So we have, you know, as part of our strategy for growth for sustainability, as I said, we have strategic initiatives around, let's say, climate action, circular revenues, food security. So let me just talk about a couple of those points, right? Okay. Let's take circular revenues, right? What we did is, you know, um, let me give you a story maybe, right, for your listeners to connect with. 46% of the ocean's waste is fishing nets, which are just thrown into the sea and could endanger marine lives. We have used this waste to convert into 3D filaments, which goes into building 3D luminaires, mm -hmm. which basically uses this kind of recyclable and biomolecular material, which is more than 70%, you know, recyclable. One of those luminaires that we create using 3D, we call it Coastal Breeze. That's a brand name we have given for it. The Coastal Breeze uses up to 4.5 meters of this filament, which is equivalent to saving four marine lives. Right. Now, these are products which we are taking to our customers and we have some of, you will see these products installed in some of the fast food outlets even in Malaysia. So these are areas of growth for us. So yes, the LEDs are going to last longer, but the question is those LED lights can now be connected, can deliver much more value. Let me give you another example, right? You're in this office space, you have lights. Of course, we need good lights to do your work, to light up the place, but what else can light do? Today, one is, of course, let's start by doing the energy saving, which your LED lamps have given, right? But on top of that, you could use sensors, occupancy, daylight harvesting kind of applications to further, as you said, maybe the energy saving goes up to at least 75%. But just not energy saving. These lights, these sensors could help you do space optimization. Mm -hmm. So you are actually optimizing on your real estate usage so that you, know, you use the space more efficiently, reducing the amount of emissions that are happening here. But Sukanto, there's a cost element to this for companies and individuals like myself who want to adopt this kind of technology, right? And in this day and age when everybody is getting out of COVID and rising costs, that might not be something they are considering. I mean, you were with Signify India for some seven years prior to this, if I'm, if I'm not wrong. Right. I mean, That's what right. was the market like there as an example? Was it easy to sell this to people who uh, would maybe prefer to address 
addressing the cost of living, for example. Yeah, so, you know, as, as you rightly said, Keith, that uh, with the rising inflation, this cost thing, will customers pay for premium, let's say, for green products and sustainable products, as you are talking about, right, versus going for the cheapest has been doing. I think in our mind, that's a wrong question to ask. Wrong question because there are two assumptions. One is these products do not give any tangible benefits for the customers. Second is these products are very expensive to produce and hence mm-hmm. are more expensively priced, right? So I talked about, you talked about energy saving, yeah. right? 75% of energy saving, as you mentioned, right? So we recently launched ultra-efficient LED lamps, which even versus the comparable LED lamps in the market can reduce your energy bill by 60%. Now that's a direct saving for you. Would you like to pay for that? And at the same time, that helps the economy by consuming less energy and moving to a more sustainable world. But is it easy to convince somebody who is like more concerned about what's happening now, today, maybe the next couple of days, as opposed to something that they might see its benefits like say in three or four months time or even So, longer. you know, we were uh, looking at one of these recent consumer studies. So I think Google and Cantor did a shopper pulse, right? Mm-hmm. And a few of the trends we picked up there is, yes, people are looking at reassessing the cost of purchase, but they are also prioritizing quality, trust and overall value versus just the cheapest product. For example, they are also ready to invest, you know, post the pandemic, as you said, into health and well-being. Now, our lights, for example, especially the LED consumer lights, all come with the eye comfort technology. So they use the best quality LEDs so that you get the right amount of light without too much of glare, which is harmful for your eyes. Now, yes, our consumers and customers are paying for those, mm-hmm. both in the India market, as you said, as well as in the Malaysia market. What's the market share like now in Malaysia for LEDs versus conventional? I think LED versus conventional is similar to the global numbers that I gave. Unfortunately, Malaysia, a lot of our local players do not share their results officially, like you talked about earlier, Philip's doing that. Uh, so I, very difficult to put an exact number, but our estimate is similar that currently at least about between 70 to 80% is LED and it's growing. Today, Signify is more than just LED lighting, as you put it. You guys are selling, I guess the word is systems, targeting your four business groups. What is that all about? I mean, it's systems and platforms. Uh, What has the response been, the take-up rate? Oh, it is amazing. So, you know, these systems, basically just to explain uh, in a layman's term, you had a light. We have all used to a scenario where we walk out of a room and the light gets switched off. How was it getting switched off? Because it had a sensor which detected there's no motion and it was switching off the light, right? Now that data can be used much more intelligently. You walked out, the light switched off, but the air conditioning is still working. Can that same information now connect to your building management systems and if AC can be controlled, that energy saving is much larger. So the number of what we call connected light points, if you look at, we declared our results for 2022 last year, right? Mm -hmm. 10 years back was less than 100,000. Today, uh, the number of connected light points we supplied globally at the end of 2022 is in excess of 114 million connected light points. So, yes, consumers and customers are adopting it. There are, for example, cities in Malaysia, for example, Malacca you take, they have these smart street lights. So, yes, one is, of course, energy saving, as you talked about, but more importantly, the kind of safety and security that you can provide to your citizens in Malacca. 
you know, lights getting switched off. Now, these lights are spread all over the city. Now, if a light gets faulty and not working, it could create dark spaces, which are could become a law and order problem for yeah. the citizens there, right? Now, the Malacca officials sitting in their central locations can monitor all the light assets. And if any one of them is faulty, they can immediately come to know of it and take corrective action. So these dark zones can be eliminated quickly. And that's the smart element to it. That is a smart <laughs> element to it. How do you sell to governments? They are definitely the largest property owner in any country, actually. Your LED products are also used in agriculture, which is something that's totally fascinating. And everyone should check out that video. <laughs> what are your margins like to governments because I'm guessing you have to go through a tender process and I'm also guessing that Chinese made products tend to be cheaper. So yes, it's a tender process and you have to be competitive there but you will be surprised that a lot of the government agencies are now aware of the benefits of these solutions and they are building these kind of specifications in their tender which ensures that they at least get the right quality players to supply these solutions, right? I think a lot of players can make the streetlight fixture that I talked about in Malacca. Mm -hmm. How many of them can make the right control systems, the right software, manage data correctly, monitor these kind of systems? There may not be too many. So yes, the government agencies are, are doing this. I remember Alok telling us that Signify saw the proximity of China to ASEAN as particularly a challenging issue. But then I just read a few weeks back, Signify announced that you were opening up the biggest LED lighting manufacturing site in the world in Jiangxi province in China. If you could just share with me what led to this decision. Is it a case that, you know, if you can't beat them, join them? We already had a partnership with one of the largest manufacturers of lighting in China. We just opened a larger facility there. China, of course, needless to say, has been a supplier for our global markets. So yes, they supply not only to Malaysia or to China, but they do manufacture a range of products. As I said, our manufacturing has a global footprint and China do contribute a large to that, right? So I think Alok's comment was not that we want to divest in China or anything. So we will continue to invest in China. But given some of the supply chain related challenges that we face, especially during the pandemic, one of our strategic initiatives is also to see how we can regionalize some of the manufacturing investments, right? Especially where a lot of governments today are asking for local for local manufactured products. So we are actively looking now for increasing our regional manufacturing footprint. And you might hear about those in the coming months and weeks. Does that include Malaysia? What are your plans for Malaysia? Malaysia, Thailand, and other countries in ASEAN. One of the things is that the regulatory norms in the countries, even in ASEAN, needs to be followed. So we are ensuring that wherever we choose our uh, manufacturing bases and partners, we ensure that we are adhering to all those regulations and norms. When do you see this taking place? Oh, as I said, as early as maybe uh, next year. Uh, of course, we have a fairly long process because these partnerships are not short term, these investments are not short term. And given our focus on sustainability, we also need to ensure that these partners are following those standards in terms of environmental and sustainability practices. But maybe you would hear something as early as next year. So Kanto Aich, thank you very much for coming in and all the best in your tour of duty in Malaysia. Thanks, Keith. Thanks for having us over and pleasure talking to you. We have been talking to Sukanto Aich, the CEO of Signify Malaysia. This has been The Breakfast Grill. I'm Keith Kam for BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The BFM Breakfast Grill, brought to you by U-Mobile. 5G makes business sense. 
You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.